how do we know that the Ten Commandments are still valid today? Um, uh, Alex, how do we know that the Ten Commandments are still valid today? Because many Christians say it's for the Old Testament. It's from the Old Testament for the Old Testament. Jesus says, so where? Or you can quote roughly, at least. Very good. Now the Lord says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, strength, and mind. Right? Now when we, every time we doubt, we must always um, know scriptures, then we are sure. When people say, no, not applicable, but straight away scriptures come to mind. Matthew 22, please turn there quickly. Matthew 22, because I don't want us to go through this and say, well, maybe it's not applicable today. Matthew 22. Now, this is a summary, all right? This is a summary. Let's read when, they, when the people challenge the Lord Jesus. Which are the great commandments? Let's read um, 36 to 40 together. Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So verse 40 is very crucial. God says on these two commandments, the, summarize, the summary of these two commandments hang all the laws. All right? So it's still applicable. And the Lord did not say, Commandments? No, we are in the New Testament. I came to abolish commandments. No, he quoted it. All right, and the Apostle Paul also quoted it many times. Um, in fact, in Ephesians, we're going to see, honor thy father and mother, right? The Apostle Paul quoted many times, thou shalt not steal, and so on. So the New Testament apostles, they quoted the Ten Commandments. Christ himself summarized it for us to keep. Okay, so it is applicable. So we better know and we better keep. Then we come to the commandment that we've um, stopped at. Page 44, BBK book, please. Page 44. Uh, actually, page 43. Page 43. Page 43. Now, shall we read together? Commandment number four. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Now, many of us just say, remember the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath. From now onwards, I want you to circle that word day. Sabbath day. Alright? You must be precise. Remember the Sabbath day. And then... We also forget the second phrase, to keep it holy. Right? Try again. Huh? So next time we say, what's the fourth commandment? Don't just say, remember the Sabbath. Okay, there are two parts. Remember, that's fine. Remember the Sabbath. Then, and to keep it holy. Right? This is the complete part of the commandment. Now, some people say that we don't need to keep the Sabbath, right? But when God explained the Sabbath, He explained it in terms of creation, right? Creation. Why does He explain it in terms of creation? Let me ask you, why? Daniel, why? Why do you think God bring in creation to explain about the Sabbath? 
is a plan and pattern. Alright, in plan and pattern since when? Since the beginning. Very good. Now let's turn to Exodus chapter 20, please. Alright, very good. Daniel, I'm glad you understand that. Page. Uh, Exodus 20. Exodus 20. Now let's read the complete one, alright? Let's read from verse 8 all the way to verse 11. Verse 8 to 11. Now, when it comes to the Sabbath, the The others, he just stated, right? Explanation to make sure we don't misunderstand and we don't say otherwise. Let's read from verses 8 to 11. To keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that it them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Now, God has only ten. God intends to give ten commandments. God can give many. God used one to ensure that we keep Okay? So many things to say, but he will single out the Sabbath day. Is the Sabbath day unimportant? It's very important. Today, many Christians think about Sabbath for the Old Testament. What's the problem, Daniel? Let's say Sabbath is for the Old Testament. What's the problem? God quoted God quoted creation, right? God quoted creation. Now, creation exists now, creation exists now. So God bringing us back all the way to, like Daniel, you rightly pointed out in the first place, to let us know from the beginning God intended it to be so. He cast it in the moral law. The Ten Commandments is a moral law, correct? If this is just for the Old Testament, why does God want to waste one? Out of ten, no? Waste one that will be done away with. Can it be? Of course not. Right? Out of ten, God says, I include this because I intend it to be from the beginning till forever, right? So God intended it that way. Why would God waste something that is done away with? So here, we know that it is something that is applicable today. It is the pattern. Okay, now, look at your Bibles, Exodus chapter 20. God explained how we should keep it. Now, before I go further, um, how, how, many, how many hours? Look at your Bibles, verse 9. Now, verse, nine, verse 8 says, Day. Six days shall thou labor and do all thy work. Verse 10, But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord. Now, God is saying that you are to keep the day. That's why He compares six other days. It is not just morning. Or worship afternoon, that's it. And then I've gone for worship, I've kept the Sabbath. No, God said day, understand? Okay, so it is um, um, the day itself. And then here it says, um, six days thou shalt labor. So please do not think that Sabbath is just come for worship in the morning 
and then the rest of the day is for you. What is Sabbath? Sabbath means rest. Okay, Sabbath means rest. Rest means I set aside everything and I spend my time in the Lord. Rest, not, rest does not mean I go back and sleep. I work six days, I'm so tired. Now it's rest. So I worship. God set apart a day for me to go and sleep. Oh, um, go and play games for recreation. It is rest. Well, six days again, I didn't get to play uh, whatever games you play. Or the seventh day, this is my rest day, I want to play games. Or six days, I didn't have time with my family. Seventh day, or oh, it's day of rest, is for me to bring my family to the park, to go out and to enjoy ourselves. It is not that, understand? Six days, God says everything else you do on six days. That's why you look at verse 9. Six days thou shalt labor. Now, verse 7, but the seventh day is Sabbath unto the Lord, uh, of the Lord. Thou shalt not do work. You must not do work. This is how you keep it the whole day. That is why we are against anyone who takes jobs that make you work on Sunday. Right? If it's a regular thing, it's always Sunday. You're always, always going to break the Sabbath. So when you grow up, young people, will you take a job that works on Sunday? You say you must not. Now, of course, there are works of mercy, all right? After we read, doctors, firemen, um, emergency staff, and all that. So those are different. That is for the good of men. But it is not for you to labor, to make money, to enjoy yourself, okay? So remember, now, is studying work? Studying is also your own work in that sense. So you should say that on the Sabbath day, I should endeavor to spend the day worshiping, serving the Lord. All these things I do on other days. Now look at your Bibles. For six days, the Lord made heaven and earth. So even God says, my creation, I finished it on, in six days. Okay? Now what does it mean? Verse 10, in it thou shalt do, do, not do any work. And then the reminder is that the Christian must do your best to work hard in verse 9. Six days shalt thou labor. So students must try to do all their homework on the six days. On the seventh day, spend it with the Lord. Okay, to worship Him, to serve Him. The day the Lord set apart is for Him. Okay, not for us to rest and to play games and to enjoy ourselves. Now, we have some examples here. Can you turn to page 42? Page 42. Page 42. Oh, sorry. Page um, 44. I'm sorry. Page 44. Now, let's read the whole second uh, second um, paragraph together, all right? Read. Uh, I read, and then I tell you what to underline, okay? You pay attention. Christians observe Sunday as the rest of worship, all right? So in the New Testament, we, will see, we see that Sabbath have shifted from Saturday to Sunday, okay? Uh, we will not spend too much time on that, but actually maybe we should because actually recently some people ask, how do we know? Because now Christians begin to put aside Saturday for worship in many countries. Um, I don't know about here, but I know in my country in Singapore previously when I was there, churches start to shift worship to Saturday, okay, instead of Sunday. 
because they say Sunday people want family time, want to play mahjong. Uh, my friends actually say, oh, my church has worship on Saturday because Sunday is the only day I get to play mahjong with my friends because they're unbelievers. Sunday is the only day I get to play golf with my friends because they're unbelievers. So churches now begin to have Saturday worship as well. So Sunday you can do what you want to do. Is it correct? Now, when we look at the New Testament, every time we see the people gather together, it is always on the first day of the week. Remember that. You want, you just write in your BBK book, Acts 20, verse 7. All right? This one example only. They, let's turn there, let's turn there, Acts 20, verse 7. I need you to be very clear in your mind. Students, do you have any friends that go to church on Saturday and worship on Saturday? Anna? Saturday, no? Anyone knows there are Saturday worship here? Adults? Yes, Cheryl? One colleague? Oh, Seventh-day Adventist. So they worship on Sabbath, right? Saturday, they say. So the Seventh-day Adventist say, no, 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 it did not shift. The Bible did not say it became Sunday. So they still insist that we must worship on Saturday. The Seventh-day Adventist, SDA. Church of Christ. Church in Christ or, or something. So those that think like that. Turn to Acts chapter 20, verse 7. Okay, Acts 20, verse 7. Uh, let's read together. And upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continue his speech until midnight. So here, where, when do we gather together to break bread? Holy Communion, right? So you see, in the New Testament, they gather, they have Holy Communion, there is a preaching of the Word, so the congregational gathering. So we see again and again, when Paul says, make collection, on the first day, on the first day when I come, first day of the week, first day of the week is which day, Daniel? Sunday. Please remember that, for Christians, not Monday. Right, Sunday. First day of the week, the Lord resurrected on Sunday. So from then on, we notice in the New Testament, it shifted. Now, let me ask you, when you read the Bible, must, must the Bible say, the Sabbath has shifted to Sunday? When we read the Bible and you see the practice is already there, it's already stated strongly. They gathered to break bread, have Holy Communion, listen to the Word of God preach, and they gather together on the first day. They gather together, Paul says, do your collection. Holy collection. On the first day of the week when I come, collect it, and then I will bring it to the other churches. So this is a very clear statement. God does not need to say, the Sabbath has shifted to Sunday. God said it many times, they gather to worship on Sunday, that by the practice you know, alright? So, be clear in your mind. So it shifted. Now, so now, let's turn to page 44 again. Now, so, by rest, is meant the stoppage of normal secular occupation. Now, underline normal secular occupation. This is what we stop. If not, it's in rest. Uh, eh? There are people who say, Sunday worship must be short. Sunday worship must be short. Then done to let people go home and rest. That's what they think. So this rest is normal secular work. Means you stop your jobs, stop things that you usually do on the weekdays. Get it done on weekdays. Alright, so why? 
don't do your grocery shopping on Sunday. There are six days to live. Do all those things on the six days. Okay, so that you should plan. In other words, God say, anything that is your secular life, plan for it. There's no such thing as secular and holy life. Huh? But things that you need to do to make a living and to, for, 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 for survival. Do on the six days as much as possible. Alright, if your fridge breaks down on Saturday, then everything's spoiled and all that, and you need to buy, of course, that's different. Alright, so, but don't purposely continue. So, no work. God did that. The work which occupies us on the other days of the week, we should set apart. Our Sunday is the Lord's day. It belongs to God and should be kept holy. Holy means set apart. On that day, all our thoughts, now underlying thoughts, thoughts and activities, activities also, should be devoted to the Lord and His kingdom. In other words, Sunday is not the day to Oh, I'm very tired the whole week. Sunday, I'm going to relax. Sunday is the day I watch TV. Wow, I keep this movie and I want to watch movies. Right? It's relaxation day. God says even your thoughts. Even your thoughts. Now, in fact, even your... Let's read first, huh? then I'll show you the verse. Um, we should reframe as much as possible from doing work which can be done on other days. I've said that. As much as possible. Children, students, plan your studies. Plan to finish your homework. Don't homework to be passed on Monday, Tuesday. Alright, I play and I just doodle, don't 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 make effort. Oh Sunday now. Tomorrow I must hand up my homework. So that mom, as soon as it's over, I go home, alright? I need to do homework. Alright? God says work hard during those days. Now, but if something happens, you try, something happens, then how? Make sure you worship, serve the Lord, finish your family um, uh, devotions together. Because something unexpected happened. That's different. But God said plan. Plan not to. Not plan to. Huh? I plan to do my homework on Sunday. I plan to do my shopping on Sunday. I plan to... We should not. Now, further. We should also refrain from selfish pleasure and enjoyment. Now that became a problem over time in Christianity. Before, before this, for a long time, by and large, Christians spend the whole day, the Lord's day. They come for worship, and then they will serve, and then they may have another worship. And then when they go home, they will then have family worship together. It's a day where they spend their thoughts on the Lord. Alright? So you see, the whole week, uh, my devotion is only half an hour. Wow, Sunday is the day I'm going to set apart. I'm going to spend a long time reading the Word, spending my time in prayer, in my thoughts towards the Lord. Alright, that is what God meant it to be. Okay? So that's how you spend your day. Your day. The Lord says it's day. Now, let's go further. So underline, please underline. On other days, underline that. Okay? Now, next one. Underline selfish pleasure and enjoyment. Alright, Christians should not go to the beach, play golf, tennis, or have tuition on Sunday. Don't arrange tuition for your children on Sunday. Whatever tuition, it can be English tuition, Mandarin tuition, math tuition, violin tuition, swimming tuition. The Lord says, this is a day not for your own pleasure. You plan for those on other days. Okay, now... 
works of necessity and mercies are allowed under special circumstances. The Lord explained that. Sabbath made for the man. Okay? So it doesn't mean that if you're a doctor and then, then there's a, you're on duty, you're on works of mercy. Okay? Now if you're a nurse, for example, also. But do not do this. I explained many times. Many, many people in these areas of, of works of mercy, they say, well, works of mercy can. Uh. Okay, good. Okay, I will still come and worship God on Sunday, but I will volunteer for, for work in the hospital, in a nursing home, in wherever. Right? God says, no, you do not. You try your best to say, can someone, if you're scheduled for Sunday, can someone else help me? But if no one can, then you can do. Right? So it's not wrong for those areas, but please purposely plan. Because these are works of mercy, then I'm allowed. God knows your heart. Now, I ask, is it a sin? Is it a sin? Where you can do all this on, on other days, but you purposely plan to do it on Sunday. Is it a sin to, for example, take jobs that regularly work on Sunday? Uh, okay, um, Justin. Is it a sin to purposely take a, to take a job that works on Sunday? Why? It's in the Ten Commandments, understand? It's in the Ten Commandments. Is it a sin to kill someone? Why? It's in the Ten Commandments. Now, let me ask you, why, why most people think breaking other commandments are okay, but breaking the Ten Commandments, uh, breaking the other commandments are not okay, but breaking the Ten Commandments are okay? Why do you think so? Sure, why do you think so? Why do, yeah, why do people, most people say, wow, don't kill, huh? don't, don't lie, don't steal, don't commit adultery. Uh, honor your father and mother. When we come to Ten Commandments, never mind. Honor your father and mother, huh? but afternoon have tuition. Huh? Why? Why is it like that? Correct. Because there's no visible punishment. So, never mind. Daniel, you shouldn't steal, right? Why do your parents tell you that? If not, you go to jail. But Daniel, you break the Sabbath, it's okay, Daniel. It's only God. God is very kind and God won't punish you. Should we not break God's commandments simply because of fearing, fearing consequence? We don't break God's commandments because we love Him, right, Daniel? We love God and say, I don't want to break His commandments. So parents, you cannot say, honor your father and you better honor your father and mother but Sunday you can break the Lord's day it's okay cannot okay so have um, this understanding it's breaking one of the ten commandments if it is not important God won't use up one I say again God put it there for you to keep now let's turn to Isaiah 58 and this is a verse that I hope is permanently in you Isaiah 58 verse 13 now shall we read together if are you there Isaiah 58 verse 13 if thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath from doing thy pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight and the holy of the Lord honorable and shall honor him not doing thy own ways, nor finding thy own pleasure, 
nor speaking thine own words. Then shalt thou delight thyself in the Lord, and I will cause thee to ride upon high places of the earth, and feed thee with the heritage of Jacob thy father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Now, I want to draw your attention to chapter, verse 13, how to keep the Sabbath. Call the Sabbath a delight. You must not look at the Sabbath as something, I am so prepared, I cannot do homework. Then I cannot get my A. I might get A minus or B only. So irritating the Sabbath. But I love to play football. Cannot play football on Sunday. Oh, not a delight. The Lord says, call it a pleasure. Call it a delight. That is how we should view it. God says, it's a day with me. Now, young person, Joash, is it a pain to spend time with someone that you like? No, right? It's fun. It's joyful, correct? Yeah, so how can we say that it's something that is not pleasurable? Now, next. Then it says, honor him. How? Not doing your own ways. We said that already. Okay? Not doing your own ways. Nor finding thy own pleasure. We said that. Now, here it says, not, nor speaking thine own words. Not speaking thy own words. Have you ever occurred to you? Why I keep saying on Sunday night when we go out for dinner, it's not simply a time of going out and chit-chat and have no aim. The Lord's Day we gather together as a covenantal family. Those students, your family are not here. Or everyone is welcome, just for people whose family are not here. It is a time where we day together as a covenantal family. So the conversation comes back to the Lord. Right? Speaking, not speaking thine own words. Now, it doesn't mean you cannot say anything. Huh? doesn't mean I cannot say, where are we going for dinner? Oops, that's my own words. We can only say, thou shalt. Right? So it means that you, you do what you need to do, but your conversations must always be about things. Okay? Now, um, okay, let's come back to BBK book, page 4. the bottom part. But if the believer has a job that requires him to from the church every Lord's Day, then he should find another job, even if it means getting a job with lesser pay. Will you change job if the job tells you to steal? Hmm. Of course you will, right? So why should we not change job if the job tells you to consent? It's the same. Okay, it's the same. It is still in the Ten Commandments. But I want to say this, call the Sabbath a delight. Now let's read the third paragraph, page 4, the last parag uh, third paragraph from the top together. If we observe the Lord's day as a rest day of the week for serving God, we shall receive a blessing. A Christian who prays every day and lives for Christ from Monday to Saturday will delight in coming to church on the Lord's day. Isn't it true? Someone who doesn't love the Lord's day is someone who doesn't love the Lord. Someone who don't delight in the Lord's day is some, and delight in something else tells you that you have broken which commandment? Which commandment? Um, shining. Ah, so when we, when we have no delight in the Lord's day, it already tells us something. Which are the commandments? Number two, we already have other idols in our heart. We love our sleep 
we love our um, our our piano lessons or whatever lessons we love our our hobbies we love our family we, we love something more than the Lord that's why if coming to church serving the Lord through the day spending the end of the day with the Lord in his word is something that is not a delight means something else you rather do something else that something else now becomes your idol okay so it is linked uh, think of yourself whatever that you do not like whatever that you feel that you prefer to do on the Lord's day that is now your idol that is now commandment number one and number two broken in your heart now here he says keeping the Sabbath shall bring a blessing how how will it bring a blessing how do you think it will bring a blessing uh, Edward how does keeping the Sabbath bring a blessing Yeah, when we obey God, it will bring a blessing. Have you experienced that? Why will it bring a blessing? Eugene? Ah, how does keeping the Lord's Day bring a blessing? Because the Lord says, you know, um, um, I will bless you for keeping the Sabbath. Correct. When you keep the Sabbath, you will grow in faith. You grow in your walk with the Lord. God says keeping the Sabbath is good for you. I set it apart for you. God is not saying, you know, I'm, I'm so desperate, I'm so lonely, I'm so insecure. Hey, you'll make sure, like parents say, hey, you'll make sure, once a week you'll come and eat. Make sure, because they're afraid you forget. Well, in a sense, it's true. Now, God set it aside because the more you spend time with the Lord, the more you will grow to love Him. Right? That is the basic principle. God says, you know, all the other gods, you read Deuteronomy chapter 4, all the other gods, the people will look at them, wow, oh, they're gods so good. Ah. Every week want to meet them. Ah. Right? You turn with me to Deuteronomy. We have time. I want to establish this principle. Deuteronomy chapter 4. Alright. Verse 1. Now, Deuteronomy 4. Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments that I teach you, for to do them, that ye may live and go in the land and possess, and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth to you. Verse 2. You shall not add to the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish. Now, when God gives them the commandment, He says, Obey every commandment. Now, and then, verse 6, Keep therefore and do them. This is your wisdom, your understanding in the sight of the nation. Now look, the nation will say in verse 6, Surely this is a great nation, a wise and understanding people. For what, verse 7, now this is the key, For what nation is there so great, who hath got so nigh unto them, as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon Him for. The people only go to their God once a year. But these people say, wow, they get to meet their God every week. Their God is interested and so near to them every week, the Lord wants to meet them. So, wow, what kind of God this is? What kind of 
what kind of loving God this is, what, what privileged people this is. When God set it aside, now when you, how do you want to love someone more? Spend more time with the person, know the person more, correct? Right? If, and God says, now you set that day apart because it's for your protection. If you, seven days, all you care about is work, games, having tuition to become smarter, that becomes your God, you're going to draw further away from me. When you draw further away from me, you're going to sin. When you're going to sin, I'm going to chastise you to draw you back again. But the more you spend your time with the Lord, you will grow. And after some time, you will grow in faith because you notice that when you keep the Lord's Sabbath, have you experienced when you keep the Lord's Sabbath, you, you actually can do your work better at work. You can do your homework faster. The Lord says, now if you want to spend time with me, to worship me, serve me, I will always help you. Okay? So there will be a blessing. You will go closer to the Lord. I know many Christians who used to just come and go home, come and go home, come home. They don't grow. Then they realize this. They may not like it. They say, I don't really like it, but at least I know this is what God says. I start to obey. When you start to obey, you will get a blessing. So over time, they, and they, they know the joy of serving the Lord after worship, go to nursing home, serving the Lord. After that, have Bible study some more to know the Lord. Then after that, in the evening, spend time with Christians, talking about God. Over time, you begin to love the Lord more, love his life with the Lord more. To the point where initially, I keep the Sabbath very difficult. But because the Lord said, I will do so, then until it came a point of time, have you experienced that we are going for nursing home? But I'm sick. I have to stay at home or stay in church. I really want to go, but I can't go. Or you're sick and you cannot come to church. Very, very sick, so you can't come to church to worship, or you can't come to church for Bible study. Have you grown? personal experience until I understood this I used to go out very good after Sunday finish already where shall I go and eat what shall I do this afternoon then when I began to realize then I began to be the last day now when nursing home I can't go if I have to stay in church I have to go home I, I feel very uncomfortable I wish I could be with you all there together serving together as God's family very uncomfortable why you have now received a blessing you have grown spiritually understand that so until you experience that keeping the Sabbath, you will not grow. Sabbath is good for you. It's a gift from the Lord for you. Now last but not least, we are not cults. Keeping the Sabbath does not mean cannot take public transport. Okay, those are cultish. Keeping the Sabbath does not mean we cannot eat out. Because they say if we eat out, then we are sinning. Uh, we are causing people to sin. Not that kind of thing, alright? So, if you have questions about that, I think we've dealt with this under keeping the Sabbath in Westminster Confession of So, we'll listen. Keeping the Sabbath is putting the Lord first, worshipping Him, serving Him, keeping the day with Him. Anything else that I can do other weeks, do it then. Alright, let us pray.